Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Broadcasting from Terrio Studios in Glendale, California, it's time for Epic Real Estate Investing with Matt Terrio. Yes, yes, yes. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Epic Real Estate Investing. If this is your first time listening to the show, if you just found us, boy, did you pick a good week to do it. (laughs) Really glad that you're here, and I'll explain in just a second. This is the place where I teach people how to escape the rat race by investing in real estate. And if I were to do it all over again, I wouldn't change a thing. I'd do it exactly the same way. People ask me that question all the time. If you were to start from scratch, what would you do first? Well, I'd do everything that I did the, the, the first time. You see, when I got started, I didn't have any money. And I had a terrible credit score. And so I was forced to, to uh, make the no money down ways work. And, and during that I stumbled upon 12 different strategies. Yes, there's actually 12 different strategies of of investing in real estate with none of your own money. And I stumbled upon those. I put them to work. And in hindsight, I think by being forced to invest with little to no money and and no credit, I never used a bank. By being forced to do it that way, I believe that made me a better investor. And I'm a much better investor today because of it. And and I want to make you a better investor as well. So I put the First two strategies, the two of which I believe are the easiest and fastest strategies to a paycheck, I put them into a free course just for you. And you can access that free course at freerealestateinvestingcourse.com. And if uh, you're not in front of your computer right now and you can't wait to get in front of your computer, you can actually access the course right there on your phone. Just text free course to 55678. Free course, that's all one word. Text free course to 55678. And you get those two strategies right there on your phone. All righty. So let's keep it going. This is an awesome week. And this is what I meant by if you just found us, this is a great week to find us. Because what we are doing all this week, we are celebrating. We are celebrating our 100th episode. We are celebrating our 1 millionth download. And this Thursday will be the opening of version 2.0 of the Epic Pro Academy. And right now, I'm in a little bit of a celebration mode. I happen to be broadcasting live from Las Vegas. I have made a, I had a business trip out here. I made another investment into my own education. So I'm out here. I'm staying up to date with what's going on in the world of real estate, in particular, how it affects us investors. And I'll be sharing what I learned here on future episodes in the very near future. I'm actually getting on a plane today and coming home just in time to open up version 2.0 of the Academy tonight at midnight. The doors will be open. And you know, this, is, this has been a long time coming. 
you know, what was just supposed to be a couple of months back in October turned into six months plus. So I'm super excited of, of finally getting to share this with you. You know, one of the, the new features of the Academy is a private Facebook group. A lot of people are act, asking for ways to, to interact with other Academy members, whether it was to buy, whether it was to sell, whether it was to network, whatever it was going to be. And so I got that request enough. I was like, okay, I got to find a solution. And I was toying with the idea of including a members-only forum inside the Academy. But because of all the customization I've done with regard to, I don't know, calculators and analysis tools, the the automated offer systems, um, inserting the Epic Wholesalers engine inside the Academy. Yes, if you, if you didn't know, Epic Wholesalers uh, will now be free to Epic Academy members and it'll actually be inside of the Academy. And you'll be able to access, through that, you, you can access my private buyers list until you're able to build your own. And you can even access it after you build your own. It's just an, it's an option there for you to use to maximize your exit strategies. Anyway, all that takes a lot of custom work. And, you know, every private forum, private community forum solution that we looked into was probably going to conflict or interfere with all of that custom work. So what I did is I, I just figured since everybody's already on Facebook, they're on there all day mostly, let's just create a closed private members only Facebook group. So we did. I'm actually even more excited about that solution as than, than I was the forum just because I'm probably more likely to interact. I'm probably more likely to, to respond to members' comments, and I'm more likely to do it much quicker on Facebook than I would be if I had to log into a separate forum all the time. That's kind of a pain. You know, we've all got enough pass usernames and passwords and, and places where we interact uh, online. So let's just put it where we already are. That just makes a lot of sense, much more efficient. So anyway, that, that's included in the membership. And tonight at midnight, if you're not already a member, you'll have the opportunity to now become one. Okay? So... All this week, in celebration of, of all that's good that's going on over here, I'm interviewing Epic community members on their real-world experiences in real estate. You know, this last Monday, we had Kenny Castillo. Yesterday, we had Nicole Bryan, two total rock stars. So if you miss those, you got to go back and check those out. And there's so much to learn from those interviews. And, and I've got two more this week, tomorrow and Friday. Can't wait to share those stories and experiences with you. But let's... let's um. Let's not get ahead of ourselves because it's today. <laughs> I've got an, uh, an awesome guest waiting on the phone right now to share his story with us. So without further ado, please welcome Mike Slane to the show. Welcome, Mike, to Epic Real Estate Investing. Hey, thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. And uh, everything you've done, I mean, for, for wannabe real estate investors like myself before I before I, I dove in, I must say that you have been... Uh, yeah, big big encouragement, and uh, I mean your podcast really really pushed me over the edge. So super, I appreciate super. that. Well, thank you. Hopefully, I didn't. I can't wait to hear your story. I hope I didn't push you too far over the edge. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a good push. It was a nudge. Very you know, good, very good. Well, glad that you can make it, and uh, you know I'm going to thank you in advance for your generosity and your your um, transparency and 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 sharing your experience. Are you a full time real estate investor today? Today I am. Uh, yeah, I mean it was uh, like like you mentioned. It was about five months ago when uh, when I decided, you know what, I'm I'm going to go ahead and just make the leap. Um, I was doing a lot of the marketing and and stuff that you recommend, and and talking to uh, to owners and uh, building that 
buyers list and all the stuff that uh, you know you talk about and, and uh, kind of preach to us. And uh, yeah, I just decided you know I I don't have enough time to keep working, so I gotta I gotta do this full time if I'm gonna make it work for me, and that's uh, that's what I had to do um, to get there. Mm-hmm. So. Super. Okay, so what was your day job? What were you doing? Uh, I was actually in insurance before this. Um, I was an underwriter, so yeah. I don't... Okay. Very good. And how long have you been doing that? Um, I was working um, in insurance for about six years. So that was kind of... Got it. Got yeah, it. my job before that. Um, I think I, I went to... I don't know. I kind of followed a traditional path. Like a lot of people, they... Uh, you know, everybody tells you go to college, get a good job, uh, you know, work for 30 years and you know, eventually have a, have a nice retirement. Mm-hmm. Well, I did that and... Um, you know, I, I decided I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll take it one step further. Went and got the master's degree and looked around, man, and I said, "This isn't really working. I'm mm-hmm. uh, I'm not really getting anywhere fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, making making somebody else a lot of money, but uh, you know, just enough to pay my bills." So, right, right. How yeah, old are you right now? Invest- What's that? How old are you right now? Well, I'm 30 years old. 30. Okay. Yeah. So I started. Uh, I started investing. Um, I mean, my first property I bought, it's maybe a little bit non-traditional in this in this way. Uh, first house I bought was actually a four-family apartment building uh, back in 2009. So I've known for a while that real estate was my, uh, I don't know, my calling or my way out, I guess. But mm-hmm. I never had the uh, the guts to, to make that jump until I started listening to your show. Hmm. Uh, when, when, did, when did you get that first bug for real estate investing? Uh, it's probably when I was about eighteen. I think uh, I think it's like a lot like anybody's stories. They read uh, what was it Rich Dad Poor Dad, right? Mm-hmm. Or uh, the Real Estate Investor's Bible, I like to call it. You read that at, at eighteen? Yeah, it's probably. I mean, I don't know. Whenever it first came out, mm-hmm. uh, it's been you know ten years ago, something like that. Uh, so I read that, and I just knew. I said, "Man, that's the that's the way to do it." But I was just always uh, you know never knew how. Um, never really saw the way until. Uh, started listening to your podcast and, and just started taking it uh, step by step, a little bit further and a little bit further, and mm-hmm. uh, finally decided that uh, this was this was what was for me. Cool. And uh, yeah, super. God, I wish I would have read Rich Dad Poor Dad when I was eighteen years old. <laughs> <laughs> what a different life this would have been. So you're thirty. You've got awesome, some awesome years ahead of you. You're way ahead of the game, I think. Well, um, I hope so. Yeah, definitely. So you bought a uh, a fourplex in, in two thousand nine. Right. That was your first deal, but yeah, that, uh, you, that you, was just traditional, though. You know, bought it through a real estate agent and sure. all that, and paid paid retail prices. So, uh-huh. do you still have that property? I do. Okay. Yeah, I do. Very good. Uh, moved moved out of there. Uh, probably it's been almost two years now. Uh, to another single family home, and uh, that was again going to be a rental. Uh, but I'm I'm living there now. Okay. So uh, it's actually just this month. I uh, I've got. Uh, enough, I guess you'd say, uh, confidence in my abilities to keep wholesaling and making profits, uh, I picked up my another rental. So I'm, I'm on for six, six doors, I guess, now, and uh, looking, looking to pick up at least one or two, uh, probably a quarter from here on out. Awesome. That's awesome. Uh, if we're able to, yeah, if we're able to keep up the pace. Right. So, um, yeah, Perfect. since, since, since August, I guess that's kind of the next thing. Okay. I, uh, I guess it was probably took me two months before I actually was able to close my first deal. And uh, it, was a, it was a long two months, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let's back up a second. Yeah, um, right. go ahead. One of the, uh, 
I guess, bigger challenges for people that are in your situation that know that they want to get involved in real estate investing, but they're kind of afraid to to take that first leap. They're afraid to, you know, leave the security, quote unquote, of their job. You know, what was it that, uh, I'm going to ask you specifically, what was it about the podcast? I mean, you purchased a property, you know, in 2009, that seems mm-hmm. to, you still have it. So that was a success. So what was, what was missing that the podcast, or how, how the podcast made a difference? Well, it was, it, it's, uh, it's all about how to make the, I mean, it's not necessarily a quick book, but it's how to make bigger profits in real estate a little bit more quickly. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what everybody's kind of looking for, uh, is that, is how to wholesale. And, and you kind of, you give us a, uh, you know, a great, uh, uh, blueprint for how to do that. Um, so, I mean, that was the part that I just, I didn't know. I mean, it, it was just a mystery to me how to do any of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and once I started listening to you, I mean, you just, you really put it uh, in perspective. It's just, it's not that hard. It just takes a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you work, uh, you work your plan and, uh, you can get there. Super, super. What market are you in? Uh, I'm in St. Louis. You're in St. Louis. Oh, okay. Very good. It's another, got another coaching client, Epic Academy member over there as well. Do you know Brad? That's right, yeah. I I do, I do actually. And that was one of the, uh, one of the podcasts after I heard him, uh, really, really got my, my butt in gear. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just like, man, I related to a lot of things that he was saying. It was just like, it's time for me to make it, make it my story. Right. Right. You know, that's, that's it. That makes a difference for a lot of people. When you hear about somebody, you know, who's close to you, who's in your market and who's actually doing it and started from scratch, you know, sometimes it just takes that evidence to, to put it over the top that gives you the the confidence to have you take that first step. Is that kind of what Brad's story did for you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, it just, it, it hits home when you hear about somebody in your market, but, uh, you know, I wish I wouldn't have waited that long. I mm-hmm. wish I, because <laughs> the funny thing is, I mean, I was listening to your podcast religiously, uh, you know, for, for months and months. Uh, I don't know, maybe took a break or something, came back, and that was the first episode I listened to after maybe like a month of not, not listening. I apologize mm-hmm. for that, Matt. Um, <laughs> That's okay. But yeah, I heard his, and I was just like, oh man, that is, that's just crazy. I mean, the timing and everything, it just, uh, yeah, so it was maybe, I don't know, a few months after that, and I decided I had to, had to make it my story. Got it. Well, super, super. So let's get to that part. So you're working as an insurance underwriter. You hear yep. this episode and you're like, well, by golly, if that guy Brad can do it, he doesn't seem too <laughs> smart. <laughs> I could do it too. <laughs> right? Uh, uh, hey, don't let him fool you. He's a pretty, he's a pretty smart guy. No, the guy's, the guy uh, definitely, uh, he's, he knows his stuff. Definitely. He does. He yeah. really does. Um, I'm hoping he was listening. That's I said that for his benefit. <laughs> Me too. That's, yeah. <laughs> super. Um, Okay, so you you decide uh, you've made the decision. I'm gonna quit my job and go become a full time real estate investor, and I'm gonna start with wholesaling. Did you do anything in preparation what, to leave your job? Yes. Well, I mean, I, and I think that's kind of the beginning of my story that we mentioned before. Um, I've I've been putting myself in a position to, um, I mean, decrease my my monthly expenses um, for a long time. You know, so live below my means, mm-hmm. uh, then work to expand them. So I, um, you know, I mean, that, that was really step one. Um, I'm fortunate enough to, to be able to lower my bills to a point where I don't need uh, a whole heck of a lot of money coming in each month uh, to really make uh, make my ends meet. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of first the first uh, step that I took. Okay. Uh, after that, then it was really all about, I mean, setting up the marketing campaigns. Okay. Um, I mean, this business, it's all about marketing. Right. 
Did you set I mean, that up before you quit, or did you just quit and then started? It was, it was uh, I'll tell you what, it feels like I started after I quit, just based on the amount of marketing I'm doing now compared to what I was doing before. Mm -hmm. uh, but no, I, I mean, when I was working, I was still doing it, um, and I was doing a lot of it myself, writing um, yellow letters in my spare time, uh, making making as many phone calls as I could uh, mm -hmm. after work, and uh, occasionally on my lunch breaks, which sometimes got a little longer than they, they probably should have been. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, it was definitely starting the marketing uh, before I quit. I mean, if, I, I definitely, I didn't have a deal done yet, but uh, I was... Uh, putting some some okay. of the uh, foundation together. Super. So you quit your job without even having a deal closed yet. What? That's right. Where did you get the confidence that you know everything was going to be okay? Um, I don't know. Maybe my parents, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I'm maybe I'm just crazy, man. I don't know. I just I knew that if I, I if I had to make it work, I would. Mm -hmm. But uh, having that security of the job, I didn't have to make it work. And uh, for me, that was part of the reason I think I, I needed to do it that way. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I just, it's one of those things where it just wasn't working, wasn't working. I knew that if I worked it harder, I could make it work. And uh, that's that's kind of where I've been been at, um, you know, for the first couple months after after I quit. Just, all right, I just got to keep working. I just got to keep working. Right. It's working for other people. What am I doing, you know, just a little bit different that's, that it's not quite lining up for mm -hmm. me yet? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so that was, that was really it. Just all good persistence. And okay. Super. Get there. So day one of mm -hmm. you are now self-employed, you are a real estate investor. Mm -hmm. Um, what was the, the first thing that you did? <laughs> oh man. Um, slept in. <laughs> yeah, I'm not known to sleep in. No. Uh, usually up by about five o'clock. So mm -hmm. we don't sleep in. First thing I did. I mean, it was probably still posting the online ads. Um, it's one of those things where it's just they're free. Mm -hmm. I mean, you may as well make use of them. Um, so I, I got to uh, trying to put together my online ads a little bit more sophisticated so that I'd have, um, you know, ads that I could repeat over and over that I sure. didn't have to retype each time. Mm -hmm. uh, so I put a little foundation uh, together for something like that. Perfect. So you had a, a yeah. you wrote out a few ads and you just kind of used those in rotation? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Perfect. And then, uh, where were you posting those ads online? Uh, both uh, Craigslist and Backpage. Okay. Um, I know I like Backpage now just because you can still use the uh, HTML text in there. Uh, mm -hmm. And I've also found some some pretty decent buyer leads off of uh, off Backpage. So very good. So yeah. you're building your your buyers list a little bit from that as well. Yes. Yes. So and that's one thing that. Uh, I mean, it's it's kind of uh, it's funny. I mean, the the buyers list. I used to think, okay, well, I'm posting all my. I'm looking for houses in St. Louis, right? So I'm looking for for buyers in St. Louis, and that's what I was doing day after day. And so I don't know where I heard it, but it was just like you don't have to post just in your city, you know. Mm -hmm. When you're looking for buyers, they live all over. Right. So uh, that's when it just. I mean, a light bulb went off, and I started posting uh, ads. I mean, a, a little bit more heavily, and uh, it's been working out pretty well for me. So, Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So what else? Online ads? Anything else? Online ads, those yellow letters. Uh, okay. I did uh, the bandit signs for a little while. Mm -hmm. And the next thing that uh, that uh, I started doing was the uh, the bumper stickers. Bumper stickers. Okay, let's get to that in just a second. Okay. That's, that's intriguing. Um, uh, yellow letters, how many of those were you sending out? 
a week? Uh, prior to quitting, uh, we were sending out uh, probably, I don't know, I'd say 40 or 50 a week. Okay. Uh, now we're up to, um, I mean, 50 a day. I'm six days in a week, so we're looking at about 300 a week. Okay. Very good. Are you doing all those yourself, or do you have somebody writing those for you? No. I mean, uh, again, when I started, yes, I was doing them myself, but they, it's just too time-consuming. So, no, okay. I'm, I have somebody that, uh, that helps me do those. Perfect. And on your yellow letter, you just write in, I'd like to buy your house, blah, blah, blah? Absolutely. I mean, okay. just the standard uh, Just like standard it says in letter. the uh, academy? Exactly. Exactly Perfect. like it says. Verbatim. I mean, except for I changed, I changed it to Mike instead of Matt. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's probably a good idea. (laughs) You know, I'm doing an experiment with somebody here in the office that uh, has never uh, done a deal before, has no real estate background, and we're doing this test on on virtual wholesaling. And if all goes well, I'm going to create a course out of it, but I want to make sure it works first before we before I promote it as such. And she's sent out. We just started last week. She sent out a hundred yellow letters. And she's got three calls and three appointments, and we're writing three offers. Wow. So, so that cool. was like, yeah, just the basic yellow letter, nothing fancy is needed. And she hand-wrote them all, and so that's working well. So I know it still works. Perfect. Um, yeah. Okay, so bandit signs. Mm-hmm. How many of those were you putting out? Uh, bandit signs is probably close to about, uh, I mean, I'd say 25 to 50 a week. That one uh, here in St. Louis, it gets cold, and uh, I quit my job in August. So I mean, I was I was kind of coming into a little bit more of the winter, and it's just it's cold sometimes out there. <laughs> so it was uh, as many as I could get out in the morning, uh, either on a Friday, Thursday, or Friday morning, uh-huh. before my fingers started burning. <laughs> <laughs> right? Do you have a uh, sign ordinances in St. Louis? There are. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, you got to check your municipalities, so you really can't uh, right. can't do those too long. If you mess up and put them in some of the districts, yeah, you get those phone calls. Okay. So, so your strategy was to like to do Thursday or Friday, leave them out for the weekend. Did you, did you go pick them up. And you yeah. went to pick them up on, what, a Monday or a Sunday night? Yeah, well, I mean, whenever you, <laughs> whenever you got, got to around it. to it. Right, exactly. Uh, I, mean, uh, I used to just leave mine up. I was, it's just a cost of doing business. I'm not going to go pick them all up. <laughs> yeah, Super. That oh. happens, too. You know? Okay, so the bumper stickers, this is something new. Um, I have an idea of what it is, but tell me what, what your strategy is with the bumper stickers. Well, there's kind of there's a couple different ones. I mean, the first one is, um, I mean, I've got... Uh, a woman, I actually, I'm paying her, and she goes out and she pays people to put bumper stickers on their car. Uh, the bumper sticker just says, we buy houses, uh, and then has my phone number on it. Mm-hmm. Um, or there, I guess there's two of them. Then one says, householdeasy.com, uh, so it directs to my website, so I don't okay. actually have to field all those phone calls. All right. Uh, so then that's that's one of the strategies. The other strategy is using the bumper sticker, uh, more like a decal or whatever, and mm-hmm. you get them specific um, phone numbers. So then you can actually track where the uh, the lead came from. Uh-huh. So you can pay a referral fee to your buddy or whoever you got to put the, the phone number on their car. You can get a much larger one on their car, and you ask them to basically put a larger one on their vehicle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can pay them possibly a referral fee for any lead mm-hmm. that comes in off of that telephone number. Sweet. So Sweet. that one, yeah, that one's pretty 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 interesting. I mean, you just post it on uh, you know like Facebook, and your friends will uh, you know pick up on it and and. You know, well, the ones that are willing to, anyways, will. And so far, so how much are you paying people to put the uh, just the bumper sticker on? Just the bumper sticker. Mm-hmm. I mean, that ranges. Uh, I mean, it's got to be at least fifteen to twenty bucks. Otherwise, people usually just kind of laugh at you. Okay. Um, so I mean, it's not cheap. Um, but again, well, if they leave uh, it on, kind of, it's not. That's actually exactly. probably pretty affordable. It's, it's go exactly. I mean, mm-hmm. and uh, it's easier than going out and uh, putting those uh, bandit signs out in uh, <laughs> sure. twenty degree weather. So. 
No doubt, no doubt. Okay, so the the um the other thing, the decal. This is like one of those decals you put on like on the back window. Yeah, yeah, okay. like the it's like vinyl. I think it's vinyl leather well, lettering. Okay. Uh, and it basically you have it professionally installed like on the windshield. It says again, it says we buy houses and uh, telephone number. So. And then that's the one you track. So that's probably a, mm-hmm. a bigger mm-hmm. type of deal. What? Ha, uh, how do you compensate those people? Uh, they're they're paid uh, per per deal to close. Per deal. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. So my next question is, how do you find these people that are willing to put bumper stickers or decals on their own car? Yeah, that's easy. I mean, that was just, uh, I mean, putting it out there on Facebook and asking my friends. Okay. Uh, those were the decals. So then bumper stickers, uh, I mean, that one, again, I put the same thing we talked about before, so those uh, online ads. Okay. I mean, just put anybody interested in making, you know, $25, no work required, just meet me at, uh, you know, Quick Trip this weekend. You can try to set up a few people you're going to meet and throw some bumper stickers on some cars, and you know it's a it's a little bit of trust. Hopefully, they leave them on there for you. Super, so. super. Anything? Any other strategies you're you're doing to generate leads? Uh, those are my main ones right now. Um, yeah, I mean yellow letters, online ads, mm-hmm. got the bandit signs, and then yeah, those uh, the bumper stickers. Well, good. So. You got a good mix. Um, so how how many leads a week with this combination do you think you're generating? Enough to where I'm getting a phone call right now. Enough to where uh, it keeps me pretty busy, Matt. Um, I, I honestly don't do a good enough job tracking that. Um, but I'd say probably close to, I don't know, 100 leads a week. I'm going to have phone calls. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Okay, so let's back up a little bit. We'll get back to this. Yeah. And so you quit your job, and Ooh. you've got these lead generation sources working. Right. How long before you got your first deal? Yeah, that was the... That was the scary part. There were a couple of months where I was just thinking, man, I don't know if I made the right choice here. So it was, uh, uh, I guess it was the third month before I actually closed the transaction. Okay. And uh, I'll tell you what, it was, I, I breathed a, a pretty long sigh of relief when that happened. <laughs> it's just like, oh my gosh, finally, the proof for me that I can do it. Super. So Super. No, it was three months mm-hmm. uh, before the first one. So why, why do you think... What was going on in those first two months that wasn't going on in that third month? Like, what, what made the difference in you actually closing a deal if you have this many leads to work every week? Well, and that's the thing. I wasn't, I, I didn't have my marketing campaign pumped up to where it is now mm-hmm. at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's part of it. I mean, it's, it's the numbers game that, uh, that real estate is. You've got to have a lot of leads coming in to find one that's, uh, that's a good deal first off. And then, uh, you know, you've got you've to know at least a, a handful of, of buyers that uh, that are interested, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, once you once you figure out the, how to match those two up, it's it's really pretty simple to uh, to keep doing over and over. Okay, so what was the what was the I guess the aha moment or the connection that you made where you actually did close a deal? What happened there that was different? You know, I, I don't even know if it was different so much. It was just uh, you know kept doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a really a tough one to answer. I mean, I feel like there was a lot of just like, man, it was really close. Like, oh, that one should have gone through, and all that one. Uh, but I, I think it's just it's just a matter of keep doing it, and eventually, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you'll you kind of figure out what works for you. Mm-hmm. So, good. Yeah, I was kind of going there. I, I didn't know what your answer was going to be, but I I could have yeah. guessed that there wasn't really a whole lot. It was just that you just kept on doing it, and finally, you got one that was actually a motivated seller that was willing to meet your price and terms. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and it was, exactly. I mean, you put something on contract that's 
mm-hmm. it's a, a decent property at a decent price and and people are gonna you know they're gonna respond to that so super so you got that that third deal you um the, oh where, where did uh what was the source of that first deal do you remember first it was the yell letter that was the yell letter okay perfect uh-huh. you got a uh-huh. phone call and how did that phone call go how did your typical phone call go I usually just answer the phone the same way I do as if it was, uh, you know, somebody I know answering and say, hey, this is Mike. And, uh, you know, normally uh, the, the people that, that get a yellow letter are a little confused. Um, they're just like, are you, you want to buy my house? And it's just like, yeah, well, I mean, if you're interested in selling it, I'd, I'd, like, to, I'd like to buy it. Can you tell me a little bit more about what's, uh, what's going on mm-hmm. uh, with the property? Uh, so, I mean, I usually just, uh, I mean, it's always trying to, to ask questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, get on the uh, the question asking side of the conversation, and uh, yeah, that just seems to seems to work much better for me. Okay, so with that call, what's your actual intent? Uh, I mean, I've got three intents, and I think they probably come straight from you, Matt. I mean, first, I'm trying to, I mean, obviously build rapport with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's it's asking questions. I mean, it's easiest easiest buy. Um, you want to find out really what their situation is, like why they why they uh, want or need to sell, and uh, basically then what they want to have happen. I mean, are, are they wanting to uh, to cash out of it? Are they wanting, I mean, just figure out what they want. And, um, you know, then you kind of, you, you got to judge for, for uh, motivation too, so you're going to ask them, um, I mean, how soon do they want to sell? Right. Um, so, I mean, you kind of figure out all that stuff to judge motivation and all that, and then uh, my goal is always to, uh, well, either set an appointment or, I mean, if it's a really hot lead, I'll almost want to just, write a contract right then mm-hmm. but uh you gotta do a little bit more due diligence than that right so okay you did that absolutely perfectly that's exactly how it goes in the, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly how i say it so, i've so, been doing it a couple of times yeah, yeah i can tell awesome <laughs> and my gosh it works doesn't it i know it's, it's amazing <laughs> it really is so you went over uh so you uh you probably you did you set an appointment with this person and you went to go see I the did. house okay yep set, set the appointment uh met over there it was vacant um the electric, I think, uh, was off. The um, the water was off. I mean, it was just. Uh, that, and that's another thing, man. You go into some of these houses, and it's just. Uh, I mean, I, I consider myself fortunate. I grew up in a nice, nice home and all that. And man, you go into some of these houses, man. And they're just. Whew, mm-hmm. There's there's a lot to be a lot to be desired. Mm-hmm. Now this one wasn't that bad though. The one that I was able to get closed on. I mean, utilities were off. Um, but yeah, I mean, it needed a little bit of work. Um, but yeah, I mean, he just he just said, "I'm tired of being a landlord. Uh, I don't want to fix it up. Needs a little bit of work. Is there anything you can do?" And we basically started talking talking numbers and you know, put pen to paper. Okay, so, so you you came up with a uh, an agreement uh, verbally mm-hmm. first, mm-hmm. and then uh, you just put it down on paper, and then you had it under contract, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. So then you, Feeling like a million bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I bet. Okay. But, well, so now you got to get paid for it. So what happened That's next? Right. That's right. Well, then, uh, then uh, I guess the next struggle begins. You know, I found my motivated seller. So do I have a do I have a real buyer out there? And uh, that was uh, to be determined. So mm-hmm. I do. Um, I do like to send out all my properties uh, to my buyers list um, by email first. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do that. Um, I did that, uh, sent it out. And obviously on the first one, didn't have any buyers I'd worked with before. 
Uh, so sent it out and, uh, you know, just kind of waited. And it took good. <laughs> took a couple days before somebody called and, and wanted to see it, uh, had another call, somebody wanted to see it. And yeah, I mean, one thing, one thing led to another and, uh, was able to set up uh, an appointment to just, Oh, the first deal though, the first deal, um, I put up bandit signs too at, um, the hardware stores mm, okay. basically saying, Hey, uh, cheap house for sale, uh, must sell. And, uh, Put one of those out, got a phone call, and that's where that buyer came from. Got it. Was a it. Local guy that uh, yeah was looking for for a house that needed a little bit of work. And well, it's it makes sense. And I, I always talk about finding buyers and generating leads. I mean, there's no limit to to how you can generate those leads. It's all up to your creativity. And you know, just kind of if you wanted to find sellers, then you go find people in certain situations where you know whatever they're dealing with in life might have them cause to sell a home. And then, you know, if you're looking for buyers, go to any place where there's a situation where that person might want to buy a home. So <laughs> hardware store, perfect place. People are picking up, they're probably fixing up a house as they drove by your sign. That's, yeah. I'm right? Process, I love it. So. I love it. Okay, so you sold that one. And uh, the drum roll, please, how much did you make on that one? <laughs> not, a, not, not, uh, not what I thought it was going to be, but it, it ended up being, I think, close to $3,900. Thirty nine hundred bucks. Yeah, almost four grand. So, Ooh, nothing. Not, a, not a bad little payday. No, not that's a payday. that's uh, a typical wholesale. I mean, that's right in the yeah. middle of the, right in the middle of it, right in the middle of the spectrum, I guess. Mm-hmm. Super. Mm-hmm. So, after you got that one closed, how did you, that make you feel? Oh my gosh, walking on cloud nine. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like I can do this. I'm. I made the right choice to uh, to pursue investing, uh, and it's just time to go. So then it's. Uh, yeah, it's all about uh, just amping it up and, and keep the momentum going. Super. Okay, so we're doing this. You quit your job five months. It took you three months mm-hmm. to get the deal. So you had another you had another two months since that deal going. Uh, what does your business look like since? Uh, oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, it's like the first deal. It, it kind of took me a minute to separate it out because uh, once they started coming, they just started coming a little bit a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, first deal, second deal. I mean, it, it, it's just it, it's hard to keep track of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think it was, yeah, I guess it was August was when I quit. September, October is probably like the first one. So then November, I really started, started closing some deals. And I mean, I, I, I mean, it's five to 10 a month. Really? Right now. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic, yeah. Mike. That is yeah, just... no, it's awesome. I mean, yeah. It really no kidding. Is. No kidding. Mm. So to, when you went from, you know, that first deal up to five to 10 a month, mm-hmm. What was the big difference in your activity? What do you think is causing that many deals to come through? Oh, it's just it's just all about ramping up your marketing. Marketing, right? Yeah. It's all I about mean, the lead generation. Yeah. I mean, I mentioned the yellow letters. I was doing, you know, I was trying to write a couple a day when I was working my job. And, you know, since then, it's just amping it up. I mean, to, you know, 25 to 50 a day. Mm-hmm. And you just see that many more leads come in and that many more uh, opportunities. Mm-hmm. You're just creating more opportunities for yourself. So, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So from there, what what would you say the of your marketing activities? Which one's generating the most deals for you? Oh, it's still those yellow letters. Yellow letters. Yeah, still those yellow letters. They're uh, yeah, they add up. I mean, price wise, they get they start feeling like you're spending a lot of money on it, but man, they're worth it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. super. What would you say is second place of all that? Your activities. Uh, as far as money or like the leads coming in. Yeah, as far as getting deals done. Mm-hmm. Getting deals done is it's online. 
online. Uh, I really, yeah, I really like it. I mean, it's it's one of those things where uh, if you fine tune it and you know who you're you're trying to find, mm-hmm. I mean, you can you can find some decent stuff okay. out there. So, what's your strategy for finding sellers online? Sellers online. That's uh, that's is. Uh, I mean, again, it's it's the ads. When you get a property under contract, uh-huh. uh, I like to put that on like the for sale by owner sites uh, or back page in Craigslist, like I mentioned before. But uh, that way, you've you've kind of got a little bit more leverage with uh, with somebody looking to to buy investment properties mm-hmm. as opposed to just saying, "Hey, uh, check out me. I wholesale properties, or you know, I'm going to find you good deals." Uh, when you've actually got a good deal out there. Um, so you, you put that property out there with some pictures you took and the price and a little bit about the property, but then you can also market your um, landing page, like your uh, uh, your landing page for for buyers as mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. so that uh, you know you're kind of killing two birds with one stone there, and right. that just seems to work a little bit better than. Uh, right, but are you finding also. sellers online? Motivated sellers. Motivated sellers. Yeah, I, I mean that's uh, fewer and farther between. Mm-hmm. I mean, most no, I mean honestly, okay. No, so I mean, mostly, you, mostly you, the buyers. Mostly the yellow letters are coming through, or your sellers are coming through yellow letters. What what's the right. next, um, the next uh, most effective marketing strategy that's bringing in sellers? Bringing in sellers. Oh, well, that one. I mean, we didn't even talk about that. That's probably uh, networking. Ah. Um, I attend a ton of networking events. Um, I mean through. Um, there's a thing called a BNI, so I go to that, mm-hmm. and I talk to a whole bunch of realtors, uh, work with them. Um, I, I attend all. The, I mean, well, not all, but I mean as many of the local investment club meetings as I can. I can get to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. I mean, I would say networking. I mean, you just gotta you gotta talk to people, and and once you know people, that uh, yeah, that know other people, and you know, they're looking to sell. I mean, that's mm-hmm. kind of the way way it works. Okay. Super. Um, any deals from your, your bumper stickers or vinyl lettering? <laughs> Not yet. Not yet? Okay. No, that's, that's a pretty new one. So How new is that? Excited to see some results. Uh, just this, just last month. I mean, it was Okay, February. so a month. Okay, so, yeah. super. Super. Yeah, so I, mean, I, don't, I don't think I have enough out there to even really get a decent response yet. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Let's see. Um, you've got this one property. You said you, you were able to acquire another rental. How, are you, how did you <laughs> acquire that one? I mean, same same methods we've been doing, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, I just finally, you know, I had enough enough uh, cash in reserves that, uh, you know, I still had enough to cover my expenses mm-hmm. um, for, you know, extended period of time if I wasn't uh, able to do another deal, and uh, had had enough left over to to pick up the next rental property. So perfect, perfect. Okay, yeah. cool. So you got a good. It seems like you got some good momentum going, and uh, you're getting better and better at it. I can just tell. And uh, you got your five, ten deals a month. You're, what would you say you're averaging four thousand bucks a deal? Uh, yeah, that's a fair average. Fair average, yeah, somewhere in there. Super, you're crushing it, big boy. Love it. <laughs> Trying to. <laughs> yeah, this month is actually uh, March. will do 11, 11 properties. Will be or eleven doors, I guess. Mm-hmm. A couple duplexes in there. But uh, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, so looking fun. looking back the last five months, what's been the the biggest surprise to you? That it's not that hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, to, to make a, a decent check. I mean, I just figured that it was going to take like, I don't know, these skills that I just I wouldn't be able to fine tune for, you know, for a long time. But it's just, I mean, it's just a matter of talking to people. I mean, sitting there and listening and uh, being genuine with people too. I mean, that's there's nothing 
nothing better than being truthful. Mm-hmm. Um, so awesome. Yeah. So if you continue to do what you're doing right now, what do you see for your future? <laughs> uh, you know, I don't even know. I mean, I'd like to pick up uh, a few rentals. I mean, hopefully, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I think my, my ultimate goal was uh, something like 100 properties in uh, five different cities, free mm-hmm. and clear, mm-hmm. uh, just to kind of, you know, be diversified and just know that at that point I, I don't have to do anything really ever again. Right. To, uh, to keep on keeping on. <laughs> right. <clears throat> so do you see that actually uh, actually happening now? Oh, my gosh. It's it's so much more realistic now than it was uh, six months ago or five months ago, I mean, when, when I quit my job. Mm-hmm. I mean, now it's something that, that that will happen as opposed to something that could happen. That's which, awesome. Yeah, it is awesome, man. Yep. I mean, it's, it's really cool. Yeah. I, owe, I owe a lot of it to you, man. <laughs> and for sure, your, your podcast is awesome. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate that. What's been uh, What's been the biggest thing that you've used from the academy? I think it was probably the, uh, and I, I haven't I haven't used it in a while. Was the uh, it was the property analyzer? Okay. Um, you know, so trying to figure out what to offer and uh, you know, like things like that. It's just uh, when you're getting started, things like that are just awesome, mm-hmm. uh, awesome tools. So, but once you once you start getting the hang of it, I mean, you, you kind of know where in your area, anyways, if you're keeping it local, um, what you can do for a property as far as price and and whatnot. Right. That's great. Yeah, Happy for you, big guy. So, if anyone wanted to get in contact for, with you for the sake of you know creating a professional connection, maybe they want to get on your buyers list. What, what's the best way for them to do so? Uh, well, I mean, uh, they can. Uh, check out, uh, I guess just, I mean, you can Google me. I'm Michael Slain, Slain Lewis. You'll find a couple different websites. Um, but uh, I think, uh, yeah, I mean. Give it, Give us one. Give us the one. Okay, best Slain one. Sells Houses. Slain Sells Houses. There we go. Yeah. Check that one out, and that, that gets you put on my uh, my buyer's list. Perfect. So. And that's a dot .com? Mm-hmm. No mm-hmm. funny spellings or any spaces, hyphens, nothing like that? Nope. Super. Nope, just Slain. That sounds great. Great. Well, Michael, is is there anything that I can do for you? Oh man, I, I don't think so, man. Just keep it up. I mean, you just you know keep helping other people. I mean, that's yeah. I, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, well, the I mean, phone you is. Wanna, you want to buy? You want to buy all my dogs? That'd be great. You know, the houses I can't sell. <laughs> right. Well, you never know. You never know. Uh, anyway, uh, thanks for your time. The phone uh, phone line here is always open to you. And uh, thank you for being so giving with your experience and getting so detailed. Let's do it again sometime. Yeah. Hey, thank you, man. I appreciate it. it nice talking with you. Likewise. Likewise. Okay. So that's it for today. I'm Matt Terrio, living the dream. You've been listening to Epic Real Estate Investing, the world's foremost authority on separating the facts from the BS in real estate investing education. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to visit iTunes and share your thoughts. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time here at Epic Real Estate Investing with Matt Terrio. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.